You're listening to Rhema for Today. Now, like, the, the Lord led me, and it's thoroughly scriptural. We didn't see it on back there, but in 1950, after the Lord appeared to me in that first vision, and laid the finger of his right hand upon each one of my hands and said, I've called thee and anointed thee, given thee special anointing to minister to the sick. I began to minister without anointing. And, and, and I would line people up and take them one by one. Sometimes after a while, I sometimes to, so I'd last longer if I was in a larger church, I'd sit on the platform. But majority of the time, begin with, I'd just stand down off the platform down here and folks would come by, pastor would stand right there by me. And I'd inquire of people, you know, what's wrong with you? If you're a Christian, what church you're a member of, just for information. And then ask them, will you be healed now as I lay hands on you? Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Taking Your Place, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Well, we should have experiences like that. Not just me, not just one of us. The body of Christ should have experiences like that. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. And so sometimes we will. Like I said, if it was me, I'd do that every service. But that's the reason that nobody receives gifts of the Spirit that they can operate when they want to. Man, we'd get them in the biggest mess. We even see that with tongues and interpretation and prophecy. They get them confused in the biggest mess because they're trying to operate them, you see, without the anointing when the Spirit's not there. Amen. These other things, you're not going to operate them anyway. You can push every button, pull every lever, and say everything you said in the same place, and nothing happens. Amen. But you see, one way that Jesus ministered was not only teaching, and people believed what he said. They had faith to be healed, but he also ministered under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That is, gifts of the Spirit would be manifested as the Spirit wills, not as he wills, and not as you and I will. Now, I could stand here tonight and tell you of experiences along that line that I've had on an individual basis all night long. And when the sun rose in the morning, wouldn't have exhausted all of them. I don't mean it happened in one meeting. I don't mean it happened in one month. Because you go along sometimes for several months and it doesn't happen at all. But why does it? Well, I want to tell you something. I want to let you in on a little secret. You pastors, if you want these things to happen in your church, first of all, you've got to teach. I know I left my last church in 1949, went out on the field, what we call field ministry, going from church to church, holding meetings. And you'd go to one church, and you may have, uh, I'd have as many as seven of the nine gifts of the Spirit manifested through me sometime or another during that meeting. Now you understand, of course, that I'm holding longer meetings. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one time nine weeks in one church, two services a day. And I'd go to another church, and I knew they loved God, and, and, and have no manifestation at all except tongues and interpretation. See, they knew about tongues and interpretation. They believed that so you could speak with tongues and interpret and everybody would shout and holler and go along with you. But you didn't have much beyond that. And I'd pray 
three times as much as they did in the other meeting and fast twice as much and still nothing happened. And then you'd go to another church and not much, you know, tongued interpretation. That's about it. You knew these people loved God, but no manifestation of the Spirit. Well, of course, you had to minister to them on a different level. Then you'd go to another church and have nearly all the gifts of the Spirit. Sometime during a meeting, manifested to you. And you know, you'd, 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 I, I'd pray three times as much and fast twice as much, and, and nothing happened. And finally, you know, as a last resort, we usually do go to the Lord. <laughs> we preachers are not uh, exempt, you know, we're in the same category. <laughs> So finally, after many, many months, I went to the Lord in fasting and prayer. Lord, now why is this? And did you ever notice this? I don't care what the problem is. 900 and the 99,000, out of a million. I just leave one. He'll always take you to the word. The Spirit of God will always take you to the word to answer your question. I don't care what the question is. He'll always take you to the word. Because the word, just like I said, has the answer. Well, I'm fasting and praying. Lord, why is this? And, you know, a lot of times we get things in our minds and so then we can't see what the scripture actually said. I say a lot of times that we're reading the scripture with glasses on that are colored with tradition. And so we don't really see what the word says. Or we misinterpret it or misapply it. And so as I was waiting on God over and about the third day, if I remember correctly, uh, of my fasting and praying about this, going on with services, but spending every time. The Lord said to me, to me it was just as real as somebody standing in the room talking to me. And he spoke to me in the English language. Paul said he spoke to him in the Hebrew tongue. If he had talked to me in Hebrew, I wouldn't know what he was saying. And if he had talked to Paul in English, he wouldn't know what he was saying. But I'm glad the Lord can speak Hebrew and English too, aren't you? And whatever you talk. He said to me, took me back to 1 Corinthians, because after all, that's where we have the catalog of these nine manifestations of the Holy Ghost. And he said to me, Paul did not write a letter. Now, you see, he addressed that. If he had been talking to another nation, he had used some other name. But you see, he's talking to me. So he said, Paul did not write a letter to John Smith in the church at Corinth. He wrote a letter to the whole church. And when you come down to the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, said Paul did not say, now John Smith in the church at Corinth, you desire spiritual gifts. No, he's addressing the whole church. The whole church desires spiritual gifts. The whole church covet these things. And the Holy Ghost is a perfect gentleman. If you don't desire them, even though you're saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, to speak with tongues, and God's blessing you in many ways, if you don't desire them, then he'll not manifest himself. I said, he'll not manifest himself. Congregations, if you want it, now if you don't want it, 
but don't do it. Pastors. And right on the other hand, if you're not willing to put up with a little excess and fanaticism, don't do it. Just stay dry and dull and listless. Now, like the Lord led me, and it's thoroughly scriptural. We didn't see it on back there, but in 1950, after the Lord appeared to me in that first vision, and laid the finger of his right hand upon each one of my hands and said, I've called thee and anointed thee, given thee special anointing to minister to the sick. I began to minister with that anointing. And, and, and I would line people up and take them one by one. Sometimes after a while, I sometimes to, so I'd last longer if I was in a larger church, I'd sit on the platform. But majority of the time, begin with, I'd just stand down off the platform down here and folks would come by, pastor would stand right there by me. And I'd inquire of people, you know, what's wrong with you? If you're a Christian, what church you're a member of, just for information. And then ask them, will you be healed now as I lay hands on you? Well, I hope so. I said, well, tell you what you do. You just go back and sit down in the crowd and listen to the word some more. See, I'd always get most of them healed, but I didn't necessarily minister to them right to begin with. But then those that said, yes, I'll be, I'll be healed right now. Just put your hand on me. And I'd lay my hand on them and said, be healed in the name of Jesus. And they'd start talking in tongues as well as being healed. And the pastor looked at me and said, that'd be the same thing i ever seen. Well, they've been seeking the Holy Ghost for years in this church. And just received so easy. And I don't mean that happened once. I mean, it happened just time and time and time again. I mean, three or four times every night in every healing line. And so from September... Over into December, that would happen. And so then I'm holding a meeting in Jacksonboro, Texas, in December of 1950. And, and that started happening there. And then the Lord said to me one day when I'm praying, we was only running night service then. He said to me, now I want you tonight after you preach. And after you give an invitation for folks that are unsaved. And send them to the prayer room. I want you to call for people and use them. Usually I'd call those one to be filled with spirits and in prayer. I didn't lay hands on them for that purpose, though they'd receive. I want you to lay hands on believers to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, I said, now, Lord, you know, we don't do that. You know, I mean, that's not, that's not the way we do that in our circle. Yeah, but he said, uh, he began to give me the scripture, you know. I mean, uh, you read on that ninth chapter of Acts, God told Ananias to go lay hands on Saul of Tarsus, then he received his sight. The seventeenth verse says, Ananias entered in, putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus appeared to thee in the way that I came and sent me that I might receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. The eighth chapter of Acts, Peter and John laid hands on the Samaritan and received the Holy Ghost. Nineteenth chapter of Acts, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples, said, You've received the Holy Ghost since you believe. They said, We've not so much heard where they be in the Holy Ghost. He said, And who's baptism? We baptized. They said, John, so on. The sixth verse, sixth verse, and Paul put his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, they spake with tongue and prophesied. Three times out of five in the Acts of the Apostles, they received this experience by laying on hands. In the other two, there's a spontaneous outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the Jews in Acts 2 and the Gentiles in Acts 10. So he said, I want you to lay hands on them. For he said, I've given you a ministry of laying on hands. Did you know there's a ministry of laying on hands? There's a doctrine of laying on hands, but there's also a ministry of laying on hands. And so I did it. Got criticized for it, but I did it. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first product in this offer is the two-CD series from Kenneth W. Hagan, Our Rights in Christ. Also in this package is Lynette Hagan's book, Seed Thought Devotional. Lastly, Kenneth E. Hagan's book entitled, Five Hindrances to Growth in Grace. All this for the special radio price of $25. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Guess what? RBTC, Raymond Bible Training College, Fall Enrollment is open. Yeah, we just did our 49th uh, uh, graduation. graduation. That's right. Uh, yeah. And now we're starting again. Right. In fact, do you realize that this coming uh, year, it will be the 50th graduating class? Man. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And so you can apply uh, actually until August 15th. It's open. All you have to do is go to rbtc.org. Yeah, and all the information is there. And we also have a January intake. That's if, right. If you, if you, and it'll tell you about that if you go to... to to rbtc.org and tell you all about that, okay? Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.